dividend income portfolios or how do I retire off of dividends? You may have heard this before. What does it mean? We're going to talk about it. And for those of you that are thinking about trying to retire and live off of dividends from stocks, we're going to talk about whether or not that's realistic and how you might go about doing it. So I shouldn't invest everything in a cruise line right now? Depends. Does it pay a dividend? What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Tony Shore, on the sinking cruise ship of dividend-paying <laughs> cruise stocks. No, we're not going to talk Yikes. about cruise stocks today, although that is a that would be an interesting show. We're going to talk about dividend-paying stocks, not necessarily specific stocks, so we're not a stock-picking company, right? But we're going to talk about how a lot of people retire off of dividends. I'm sure you've heard people doing that before, Tony. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard people, you know, I'm going to retire on my stock dividends. And a lot of people out there are like, how do I get these stock dividends and how could they possibly be enough for me to retire on? Those are big questions that we have that I know, Dan, you're going to answer for us today, right? No, I don't know. Oh. No, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I will. Um, I'm going to ask you those questions regardless. <laughs> you should have told me that before the show. I could have prepared oh. an answer. Oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. A lot of people talk about dividend paying stocks. Um, and what does it mean, first of all? Let's just back up for the listener that's not really sure. They hear it and they might tune out, right? That's what happens when we talk about math. Tony tunes out. Yep. But some people yep. tune out when they hear stock dividend. It just sounds terrible you know, to a lot of people. But uh, a dividend is a f is money, money that the company gives to shareholders. You actually you actually have to own the stock, and you get paid money from the company. They're just sharing their profits, and it's usually quarterly. A lot of them do it every three months, and so the idea is you buy a stock, and you own it, and for every share you own, they might pay you a dividend, and the idea is if you own enough shares of this stock, the amount they pay you in dividends might be enough to retire off of. I mean, that's the theory in a nutshell. Hmm. So what you have to do is say, all right, first of all, how do I buy stocks and that pay dividends? Because not every company pays dividends. Yeah. A lot of stocks do not pay dividends. Right. So why would you not buy a stock? that pays dividends. Meaning why wouldn't you just only buy dividend paying stocks? Doesn't that seem like, wow, you know, there are some companies yeah. that pay me every quarter just to own their stock. Why wouldn't I put all my eggs in that basket? Um, why would I buy a stock that doesn't pay a dividend? And you got to remember if, I mean, you just, in fact, the less you know about it, the more it makes sense. If, if the more you think about <laughs> it, right? Like, if you just ask someone that question, they'll say, yeah, why wouldn't I? But then they'll say, well, there's yeah. got to be a catch, right? I mean, right. nothing's free. Right. Um, and that's because it's not like the company's just printing money and giving it to you. They're taking their profits and handing it to their shareholders. 
So what happens to that company? Um, it doesn't have the extra money to invest in itself to grow. So what you'll see is companies that pay dividends typically don't have stock appreciation. I mean, their stock price doesn't skyrocket as much as a company that doesn't pay dividends and reinvests all the money back into the company to grow. So a lot of the dividend paying companies are more stable in price, meaning they don't, they're not going up as high, but they're also not they going down. They don't fluctuate not as, as volatile. Right. Yeah, it's a little more conservative. And so a lot of times, and, and I'm sure, Tony, you heard your parents or grandparents talk about like dividend companies like paying. Yep. And it was most likely utility companies. Yep. Ma Bell or some big behemoth company that used to exist that just pays dividends steady Eddie and they put their money in it and they collect their dividend and they're happy. IBM, 3M, big companies, AT&T, right. Bell. And, right. And so these companies are established, they're typically mature and they have a consistent ability and history of paying dividends every 3 months. And the idea is you own them and you you take that money and you spend it on retirement. <clears throat> so can you do it? Can this can this be something that retirees do? Because a lot of people do. A lot of people focus on that and say, I'm going to buy dividend-paying stocks. The hard part, Tony, is picking the companies. And then you'll say, well, there's plenty of literature out there. In fact, I have a portfolio that I use for people that want dividend-paying stocks. And I say, we're going to buy, and I have a portfolio that I use that has 50, five zero companies that pay stocks, uh, dividends. So you own 50 different companies and they all pay dividends. And the whole point of it is that the only way we're going to put the, one of the stocks in that basket of 50 is if they are consistently paying dividends, if they stop paying a dividend or they reduce their dividend, then we kick them out and get a new company. So there are ways to do it, but notice I said, reduce dividends or stop dividends which means yep. to say that companies can do that. Yep. These aren't guarantees. And they can go, the dividend amount can go up and down or right. go away. Right. And it's usually a percentage mm -hmm. of, you know, dividend yield, it's called. Well, what, what are we going to get? So if I own a, a share, they might pay 5% yield. What that means is 5%, you know, if you put $100 in and buy $100 worth of stock, you're going to get $5 for the year. So paid quarterly. So they, these companies have different dividend yields. And so there's no guarantee on those. They, they can easily just say, we're not paying it because they're not required to pay it. They're, they're public companies, but they're run and their management decides whether or not they're going to pay. Yep. So the alternative that more that a lot of people also use are bonds. So bonds pay coupons. It's the same concept. You buy a bond and it pays you an interest, pays you a coupon, and it pays you consistently. And what, what a lot of people find is that bonds are more consistent, more set, and less volatile than stock dividends. So why wouldn't people just go to bonds? And say, why am I taking on the risk that this company is going to 
stop paying. Because or, bonds typically lack the growth, right? That's right. So the bonds don't have that increasing yield. You usually have a set bond rate that's set for a certain amount of time, whereas a lot of the stock yield, uh, stock dividends go up over time. They raise them slightly. They might raise it 5%. They're not raising it from 5% to 10%. That's 100% raise, but they might raise <laughs> it from 5% to 5.1% dividend. And over time, you're finding you're getting more and more in dividends. But the other reason why the, and this is the issue that I have with a lot of people that focus on using stock dividends, is they forget about the other part of owning a stock, which is appreciation of the stock itself. And so what you have is you have the dividend that you get, but you also have the stock price going up. And then when you add those two together, it's called total return. So you get the dividend and you get the stock appreciation, and that's the total return, or depreciation. So if a stock pays 5% dividend, ooh, that's great. But what if it goes down 5% in price? All of a sudden now, your total return is zero. Hmm. Right? So whereas a bond, you don't have to worry about that as much because you're holding it to the end and you're going to get your money back. So Where there's no guarantee that you're going to have your money back with um, with the stock. And like, how are those Enron dividends going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. So dividends aren't guaranteed, but a lot of people still use them. The other benefit, why would someone use a dividend? I mean, the other benefit is dividends are taxed as capital gains as opposed to ordinary income, which is nice for certain people. Um, two different tax rates. So dividends might be taxed. So there's always tax impl implications that you have to look at with any type of investment, especially any investment that you're going to use as income in retirement, you got to look at how you're going to be taxed on that money when you receive it, right? That's right. And if you receive a dividend, you're going to get taxed on it. If the stock price goes up, you don't get taxed on that until you sell it. So that capital appreciation is something you can defer, but the dividends you pay every year and you'll get the statement. Yeah. So if you're new to the game and you all of a sudden buy some dividend paying stocks and they pay you and you're like, wow, that's nice. That's kind of nice. Um, you'll still get a tax bill for that. And you'll say, oh, that's not nice. No, that's not nice. <laughs> well, but if, if the only nice. problem you have is tax bills, I think you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, probably, because there are things you can do to minimize your tax burden. You can always use strategies to do that. So, yeah, I mean, but there is the risk. People who rely totally on dividends, I mean, let's look at, you know, if you're old enough to remember Kodak, you know, the Kodak mm -hmm. company. I'm sure they paid out some nice dividends in their day. Right. And what you'll find is sometimes and now they're gone. Now, now they don't pay anything. So, <laughs> right. And so what it doesn't sometimes it happens overnight. I mean, they could just stop. But a lot of times you see the writing on the wall and they start reducing the dividend. And that's when you have to put the red flag up and say, whoa, um, because what's next? But the yeah. problem is when when they, when the company starts reducing the dividend, people are aware of it. Right. And then they say, I want out. And then everyone starts to sell and then the price goes down too. So it's, it's scary because then now you're selling for less than you bought it for and you're losing money in spite of the fact that ah, you didn't pay dividends. Yeah. So moving around. So you have to keep tabs on this. And what's happening now, 2020, we had the pandemic basically shut down a lot of businesses in the early part of the year. But what we're seeing is stock prices aren't really being affected and, and dividends aren't weren't affected. Now, why weren't dividends affected in the first quarter of 2020? 
it's because it was based on the last quarter of 2019. So there's a lag. So what we're going to see now going in through the summer of 2020 is all of a sudden people are going to start seeing that these, a lot of companies are, are reducing their dividend, maybe cutting it, maybe eliminating it. And that's going to change things up. So the, the, because there's a delay. There's that writing on the wall where the company says, ooh, you know, that's uh, an issue. Now, what do you do about it? You have to be aware of it. So that's the problem with dividend investing is you have to stay on top of it. You can't just buy and hold. Um, you can, but you you got to make sure you're not running the risk of the companies faltering. All of a sudden, you, you show up a year later and you're like, wait, where's my dividend? Oh, we stopped paying six months ago. Didn't we tell you? So you you can't just you can't just ignore it, right? Um, whereas on the, with a bond, a lot of times you can if you're going to hold it to maturity, you just hold it and call it quits. A CD, a fixed annuity. Here, give me my three percent for three years. I'm not going to think about it. Come back in three years, and there's your money, right? So, but again, why would you do this over investing in something fixed and set? It's because you have upside potential. Typically, they're going to pay more, and you get the opportunity to grow which you can't with a fixed rate. So there's the pros and cons there. Another tricky thing that I see, Tony, is when a stock price goes down, if you buy a stock at $100 a share and they're paying um, they're paying $7 in dividends, wow, 7%, that sounds great. Well, they've been paying the same amount in dividend, but the stock price used to be 150 so the people that bought the stock at 150 and were getting $7 are now getting $7 off of $100 stocks. So the yield seems higher. The percentage payout seems higher, but the stock price went down. So you have to watch out for when you look at dividend yield percentages. What's Why is it so high? Maybe it's because the stock price is going down. They're still paying the same amount out, but it costs you less to buy the stock, so you're getting a higher percentage back of your investment. Is that a good thing? Well, that's what happens. People look and say, wow, this company's paying 8% dividend. This company's mm. paying 6%. Why am I holding this company at 3% when I can get 8% right. with this company? Well, yep. it's probably because the stock price is fluctuating, right? And it's gone down, which normally is not a good sign, right? No. So if the stock price is going down, how sustainable is that dividend? And dividends are usually the, you know, a lot of companies want to keep their dividend, right? That's because people measure it. Oh, I'm, you know, I, this company never lowered their dividend in 50 years. As soon as they do, they're going to be in the limelight. So they yep. want to keep that dividend steady or growing. But if their stock is falling because of market conditions or their sales are down, they're going to have to eventually look at that dividend and say, you listen, guys, I know you guys like the dividend, but we're going to have to cut it because we're running out of money. We need that money to do other things, to grow. So people can get really tricked into buying these high dividend yield stocks and then wonder why it's, you know, what's going on. But I mean, are people making enough? You'd have to have a lot of money invested, wouldn't you, to make enough dividends to live on in retirement to just live off the dividends? Exactly. So... I mean, not that I know you work with people who have, a, a, you know, a great amount of money and, and those who might not. So you cover the gamut, you know, people who have hundreds of millions of dollars to people who have, you know, 100,000 saved up for retirement or 50,000. So, uh, you know, I, I'm sure at some point in there, there's a point where, you know, somebody might have enough invested in the stock market. 
But then what if it crashes like the beginning of this year? Right. And I don't have anyone with hundreds of millions, Tony. Maybe millions, tens okay. of millions, but not hundreds of millions. I'm not that good. No, no. Um, that would be a little. Oh, stressful. I think you are. I think you are. You're. Yeah. Well, don't sell yourself short. I mean, you're a fiduciary. You're. You're good enough to uh, manage uh, any amount of money. But you know, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of whether you have that person. I mean, That's we, true. you and I both know the company that I I work with. Uh, the owner is worth a few hundred million. I'm sure he'd work with you. Yeah. Well, put a good word. Put in a good word. So, <laughs> yeah. I um, think he manages his own money, though. But if you point. have if you have hundreds of millions, you can buy dividend paying stocks because um, you can get enough out there. And and what's a good dividend yield? You know, what's a good rate? Three percent's pretty steady. You know, the company is paying that could probably hold on to that. But there are a lot of companies paying five, six. So what you want to do is balance that because your objective. I mean, the four percent rule is dead. I think we've established that. Yeah. Because of the risk. But why not, if I can get a dividend portfolio paying me 4% in dividends and I just hold through thick and thin, that should be good enough, right? That's the theory. But what happens when the stock price tanks, when one of the companies goes bankrupt or if they shut their dividend down and all of a sudden your yield is no longer 4%, but now it's 36 you You're going to change your lifestyle or you're going to have to start selling principal. And, and that's okay. That's okay to sell some stock to to live off of. I mean, but then you're foregoing future dividends, and then it's a spiral down. So you, yep. the timing has to be right in order for this to work. So you're better off diversifying. And what happens is a lot of people say dividends, dividend, dividends. That's the be all end all. And so all they do is buy stocks that pay dividends, which in it in and of itself is not diversifying. You know, you want to pay you because you want to have that growth stock. You want to have that stock that can hit a home run. Because that's going to be capital appreciation you need later in life. You know, if a dividend stock is only growing by 3%, um, that's not, that's hardly keeping up with inflation. So you want to have a stock that maybe grows 20% over a few years as a high flyer. And then you could take that money, sell it, and buy a new dividend producing stock. So keeping up with inflation. So I think putting all the eggs in, in the basket of dividends is not the way to go. I would rather look at total return and say, I want stocks that grow. I want stocks that pay dividends and we balance each other out. You know, instead of just being lured into the high dividend yield stocks. And, you know, investing in dividend stocks is risky. It's less risky than investing in high growth stocks. And it's obvious, right? But because you have some income coming in from the stocks. But there's no guarantee that these companies are going to keep paying. But I will say this, Tony, um, the best strategy not maybe not the best, but a great strategy, and I see a lot of people using it with dividend stocks, is they buy dividend stocks before they need the income, and then they reinvest the dividend into buy more of that stock. So they're, as long ah. as that stock's continuing to pay, they instead of take the money, they just buy more shares of it, and it grows. And eventually, when they go to retire, they'll have a big portfolio of dividend-producing stocks that are consistently growing. Now, if that stock doesn't pay dividends or lowers it or stops or reduces it, then you get rid of that stock and buy a new dividend paying stock. And so you're eventually going to weed out the week and you're building a portfolio of stocks that consistently pay. And over time, if you reinvest, you're going to grow and grow and grow compounding interest. And then you'll have a nice portfolio. Makes sense. Right? So a lot of people assume dividend paying stocks are great for retirees. I'm thinking if you can get a dividend portfolio when you're younger and can reinvest, 
that is a pretty good strategy to build wealth in a less volatile environment, as long as you couple it with some growth stocks as well. So again, like I always say, there's no one right answer, but banking everything on dividend paying stocks is a strategy I see people deploy and try, but I'm not a huge fan of it. I'd rather be more diversified. Yeah. Yeah. I like the philosophy though of reinvesting the dividend in the stock, letting it grow, but not relying totally on dividends for your retirement income. You got to have a mix. So I, I like that. A good philosophy. As always, some good information today. Dan, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today? Yeah. On top of that, Tony, so taking the dividends and spending them on yourself like the retirees do, what they a lot of people don't realize is when a stock pr- announces a dividend and pays it out, the stock price usually goes down by about that percentage. So if it's paying out uh, a dividend that amounts to you know 1% at that quarter, you'll see the stock price go down after that dividend because the money's leaving the company and people are aware of it. So they're like, well, why should I, you know, so, so you just don't think that these dividend stocks don't change in price based on the dividend. They do. They, they aren't impacted. So there's no free money going out there is what I'm saying. Sure. But if you're retired and you're thinking, Hey, I like the idea of using dividends as opposed to just a CD or something else that gives me a fixed rate. It's worth exploring. I can show you how it works, give you an idea. Some of you may have dividend producing stocks that you really love. That happens a lot to me, Tony. Someone will come to me and say, I want to work with you, but I really, really like my dividend paying stock little portfolio over here and we'll oh, work sure. with them. We'll just keep it. That's fine. Keep it. I mean, you know, if it works, it works, but if we can improve it, we'll do that too. I think it's worth exploring dividend paying stocks. I think it is a strategy that's been time tested with um, the stock market less volatile, more income, less streakiness. Um, but you do have to stay on top of it. It isn't a plug and play type thing, but it's definitely worth looking at. And I'd be happy to help people do it. If they're interested in that, just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Connect with me online that way or call 888-508-5935. I'd be happy to talk you through what my dividend stock portfolio looks like. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, you know what? Great show today, Dan. A lot of great information. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.